GainesvilleMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios... I really wish that was true, but it's not remotely. My producers, the Dead Eye Knight and Player One Miggy. How's it going? Going good, going good. Listen, listen. We, we are we are inside the studio of your heart. That's what we decide for now. Well, I don't know. I'm, I guess maybe. <laughs> Did I? Guys, I've, I've had a big week. Um, after the Smash success... Uh, the McDonald's has had with the Travis Scott meal and the Jay Balavine meal. They're actually working on a Deadite meal. I'm pretty excited to announce that here first. You know, to get that on the McDonald's that pretty soon. It's going to be a, 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 a full-size uh, bag uh, with the old fries that they couldn't sell that got cold, just filled halfway up, a couple loose uh, meat patties thrown in uh, with a drizzle of uh, sweet and sour sauce and a cup of water with no ice. So, and that's going to cost $9.95. So, I'm pretty excited uh, for that one to make it to market. They'll look for the Dead Eye meal coming Man, to that's soon. way better than what they pitched me. They just said they'd take all the expired McRibs and throw them into a box, and they call that the Grim. Yep. <laughs> the McGrim. I mean, mine was just a bag of napkins and uh, loose straws. I mean, you guys got way better deals. Yeah, things are moving and shaking here at the GameZilla podcast. We're lining up new endorsement deals unlike any other podcast available on the internet. Well, we are here live for episode 332 of the GameZilla podcast, your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And like I said, we're live on Twitch every Monday night. And already here live on Twitch, we got people dropping Grimm's Hole. Already <laughs> tying it into to the Mick Grimm. So, uh, yeah, if you if you haven't enjoyed this live chat while we do this podcast, then you're missing out on a whole nother level of GameZilla oh. podcast greatness. So oh. make sure uh, make sure you swing by and check out the live stream sometime. Oh, OK, well, before we get into this week's episode, we need to thank our patrons. Yeah, just in case this uh, hot deal with McDonald's falls through, which it likely will because I'm quite the cantankerous business partner, uh, we need your support at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Uh, that's where you can go to uh, support the GameZilla podcast and all the shows on the GameZilla Media Network. Just $1 per month, that's your starting point for supporting GameZilla. There is an exclusive content level that comes in at a sweet $5 per month. That is half the price of the Deadite meal. And uh, you will get far more audio greatness than you would in a bag of old fries. And uh, you'll get one bonus show provided to you uh, by each show in the GameZilla Media Network every single month that you won't receive on Spotify or iTunes or any other podcasting platform. It's available only to our patrons, uh, also including special early access to to the GameZilla podcast and the ability to vote in polls. We, we try to give you as much as we can there. So head on over to patreon.com slash Media. Uh, and there is no toy in this box, just good podcasts. Ooh, I like, look at you. 
I mean, I found something to riff on, just stupid talking about fast food. You know, that's the only other podcast I could do is talking about fast food. (laughs) We've gone over this. True, true. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, before we get into the news here, just want to remind everybody that uh, Deadite has a birthday this month. And for his birthday slash deal that he shook on, we need to make his dreams come true. And I had mentioned this a couple weeks back. I will officially be starting to collect donations to the cause that is known none other than the creation, the birth of Butterboy. I mean, I'm really bad at knowing how to feel in situations because I'm maybe a sociopath. I really have a hard time knowing how to feel about this whole thing. Yeah. It's great and terrifying at the same time. Yep. So if you're you're hanging out on the the live show or you're listening to the podcast for the first time ever, then um, you haven't been able to learn what is Butterboy yet. But uh, Deadite has a, a second personality within him that is 10 times better than the deadite and it's named Butterboy. Uh so we've we've had the privilege of meeting Butterboy and we just we love him too much to let him to let him hide within that body. Uh so we decided to make a deal back in the day that said if we give if we get Butterboy a brand new Xbox Series X he will then convert his username to Butterboy and for there forever be known as the Butterboy, uh, there on Xbox. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna make that happen. I already have. I, I was able to acquire the pre-order, so now we're now we'll be accepting donations anywhere from a dollar on up to help fund this and make it real. The community has to come together and believe in Butterboy so that we can um, forever just make this a, a, a an amazing moment that his wife. Will be so happy that uh, has happened, and that way this memory will never be forgotten. Of the day that don't. he was tricked, the day he was tricked a of butter. <laughs> into eating a chunk of butter that was supposed to be cheese. And then my wife just cooked me on a Snapchat by calling me Butter Boy, and it spread. Um, it's weird because I don't know of a situation in my life, in my time on Earth, where there's been a an agreement that I engaged in that involves a gift that would strip me of my dignity. Like there's just so many <laughs> strange feelings going on over what may be the last few weeks of being uh, the dead night night. Yeah. Well, we have, so we have a, um, you know, we have a $500 goal, right? The system's 500 bucks. And I can already tell you that we've, uh, we've hit a hundred out of 500 because that's my donation to this is that, <laughs> is that I'm going to put a hundred of my own dollars into this. And then obviously let's be honest, if I only make $1 out of, uh, out of the community, then I'm going to donate the rest of the money. Cause it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, so yeah, well the, uh, the donations will be live. If, if uh, also, if you, um, contribute to, anything live in my stream through the donation link that'll be for the month of October right now. We'll be just pointing that towards the, the deadite fund, AKA the butter boy fund. So somehow I have a cat that just that's locked, got locked in my room here and it's just all of a sudden yelling, at, <laughs> all of a sudden it's yelling at me. I don't even know where it came from, but yeah. 
Grim's yeah, Hole. But we got Samus here. So Samus, uh, she's, oh! she's just part of the podcast now. I miss her. The guest I've always been, I've been clamoring for us to have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, uh, th- that'll be um, active live starting tonight. Tonight when we're playing Rocket League, your donations can help Deadite become Butterboy and, realize, and, and become his full self, his true pinnacle being. My final form of heart congestion and obesity. And we can move him away from uh, from the Deadite name and really get him into uh, you know playing some some Xbox with us and playing Rocket League on a whole new level. All right. Yeah. Anyways, stay tuned for that. If you guys want more information, I will explain it in the stream after the show tonight. But we do actually have video game news to get into. So, Miggy, let's get into the news. News, news. Perfect. <laughs> Topic number one: 2K under fire for adding unskippable in-game ads. Oof. Oh boy, 2K. I feel like 2K really hasn't done anything wrong in a long time. This is probably their first just mishap in, in forever. So maybe we just give them a pass. You know? I mean, they haven't. They're really a good company. Uh, okay. 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 Okay, topic number two. No, <laughs> I, I know I'm the only one on screen right now, but I'm looking at Deadeye, and he is just, like, fuming. He's fuming I was right considering now. dropping the call. Like, I'm out. <laughs> I can't. I won't stand by idly and let anyone prop up the sins of 2K. <laughs> money, money grubbing douchebags. 2K has come under fire from NBA 2K21 players for adding unskippable in-game ads. Um, 2K recently added unskippable ads into the full-price basketball sim pre-game loading screens across all platforms. So we gotta again all of our all of our um, this is being from this is being pulled from Eurogamer. Um, all of our sites our news articles that we're pulling will be included in our postings so make sure if you want to read this or watch the videos um you can find the links right on our website but the video below from um from a user shows a ad for oculus quest 2 attached to a pregame video called my team season 2 episode 7 the ad runs as the match is loading you can see the loading process in the bottom right hand corner of the screen it's worth noting you cannot edit your team lineup until the ad has run its course so uh, yeah, you know, same on PC as on console. Uh, even even running from SSD, you can't do anything. So uh, the ads hit the game just over a month after launch on PC and current gen consoles, and ahead of the planned PS5 and Xbox Series X release. 2K did pull a similar trick with last year's game, a move that was uh, also criticized by fans by adding unskippable ads. Uh, for TV shows, I think was originally the what happened last time. So, 2K surprisingly has a bad reputation for monetization of M- of the NBA franchise. Shocker! Um, in twenty 20- in 2019, the video game age rated organization, um, this would be in Europe. So the PEGI said it was very aware that NBA 2K20 got too close for comfort to teaching players gambling after it received a complaint about a controversial casino trailer. That's right, people. We got ads inside of our video games that not only, I mean, you know what? A free to, you know, like 
if you're watching us here on twitch.tv slash gamezilla media and you're not subscribed, you probably have to watch an ad before you before our show actually loads in. I mean, that's bad enough, but to have ads inside our video games, it'd be one thing if if 2K21 want, or, or 2K, let's just say 2K in general, wanted to be like goofy and like put fake ads into their presentation of a video of a game and have fun with it. It's another thing to actually try to sell me a VR headset inside of your game. Jedi, what do you think about this? Your favorite publisher slash developer. I mean, they've done no wrong to you in the past. How do you feel about them really starting to take advantage of their of their you know player base? You know, I I see no no moral issue with this whatsoever. I I think that uh, that people just need to get with the times and enjoy watching great ads for things like the Oculus Eye Burn or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, it, it'll all be fine. You, you've already paid sixty dollars for a game. Why not buy more crap that you don't need? I don't know. No. Um, here's the thing. I understand the purpose of a video game from a large publisher is to make money off of it. So I understand shoehorning ways in to make money. There should be either a function within the options to turn these advertisements off. And, or if you're going to have a microtransaction riddled pile of garbage, like 2k typically produces, you should be earning in-game currency for every ad you sit through. If, if there was incentive for me as a player to sit through an ad while my stuff loaded and I was getting a few credits on the back end, I'd probably leave it on. I'd probably sit through it. It wouldn't bother me. If you're someone streaming the game, that's pretty terrible. Grim, you wouldn't want your channel to have more ads on it than is necessary. You're not, you're not making anything on the back end out of that. So those should be something you should be able to turn off or skip or and incentivize the players. That's it's it's funny. That's something that you you bring up the streaming aspect of it. Um, it would be interesting if um if you are streaming the game that you got a cutback. You know, like you got like some of the revenue for the advertisement showing on your stream while you're playing the game, if you so choose. If well, well, one since it's unskippable, yeah, you should definitely get the cutback. But if you did have an option, if you chose to leave it on, like you were saying, that I I mean, you should get a kickback from, you know, letting it pop pollute your stream. Yeah, or what about, hey, it's a $60 game without ads. We'll say a $30 version of it with ads or something. Like you can on like Right. I like if there was if there was if there was any sort of way around the ads that was not above the $60 price point, I'd be in support of it. Cause you know, I'd be more likely to play a sports game if it was a lower cost of entry and there were ads. Yeah, I'd I'd be the type of person that would play it because I'm not going to spend $60 on the annual sports release, which we are seeing a trend of being less innovative and more poorly put together than they ever have been. Well, that might be a stretch, but at least in the last 20 years. Well, I think, I mean, I think you, you already hit it, right? Is that we already live in this world where among us, for example, is on, on mobile is a free download. It's one of the hottest games right now. And you can download it on mobile for free with ads. And if you want to have that game on your phone without ads, it's two bucks, right? It's that same concept, just just on a bigger scale here. And we've already seen it even, you know, we brought up Twitch and how people might have to watch pre-roll ads or even if the streamer itself 
fires off an ad when they go take a break, um, y yeah, you know what? To watch somebody on Twitch is free, but if you pay $5 a month and you subscribe to that channel, guess what? You can avoid the ads. So like you're just saying, there's ways to, uh, to handle this better, which is uh, like if you really want to try to make money, then you know, offer your game for a reduced price or free, you know, a free version, and then load that up with the ads, and then and then yeah, have a have a a premium edition that avoids the ads, and then that not only does that solve this problem, but now you have an upsell, an upsell that people are used to already. So it's not like you're trying to like invent the wheel here people are do this every day when it comes to to product you can go sign up for uh things like cbs all access right uh my wife just got really into watching some shows that you can only watch on that on that platform and they actually give you two versions they have they have a reduced priced version that has ads and then they have a more expensive version that doesn't have ads and so she signed up for the the, the cheaper version and we watched one show with the ads, and it was so bad. They were like, nope, here's more money. Take take our money and give us no ads. Like they instantly upselled us after one show. Like, and we didn't <laughs> and we didn't even have we weren't even complaining about it. We were complaining about the ads, and we're like, just here, here's the extra four bucks. Just let us get away from these. So this isn't a hard fix, and the and, and for them to just shoehorn stuff in, it's one thing to have product placement, and we and I right now I just I just gravitate towards uh, Death Stranding and how they and how they did product placement with Monster Energy Drinks. It didn't bother me at all. If anything, it was kind of funny, but it also didn't cause you to have like a a game stoppage where you had to watch something that you don't want to watch. And if you play Two K Twenty One enough. Are you really gonna have to watch this this ad for for a VR headset that maybe you don't give two shits about a hundred times? And so for me, I don't know. I look at it that way. Also, there was a, there was a great point brought up in the chat, and that was, um, or sorry, not in the chat, but it was a, it was in the article that we were reading. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they handle this with PS five and Xbox series X, considering the brand new systems have been just like promising and showing how there are no load times. So now you have this brand new game that's supposed to load in two seconds that you have to watch an ad, which then defeats the whole purpose of fast loading because you got to watch the ad. Now, it's even worse if the PS5 and the Xbox Series X version doesn't have the ad. Then, then we're going to be like, wait a minute. So what? You're punishing people that can't jump into the next gen of systems by making them watch ads, but these people over here don't have to because you don't want to take away the experience of the new system? Like, it just is a bad idea all the way around. All the way around. It needs. It has to change. This is... Like, I can't imagine what the the deal is here as far as... Let me let me put your Facebook Oculus ad in here and we're going to make a ton of money off of this from Facebook. I really just don't imagine it's actually that lucrative to 2K. And, and so to me, when you look at how many people it's upsetting and your fan base, it's upsetting. And and you've already you already have so many issues of trying to keep face with with your company. Like, is it really worth it? Could you just do better? It's the same thing that we've talked about with other companies. You, we're not asking you 
to revolutionize the gaming industry. We're, like, there's a way that has clearly been accepted by gamers, and why wouldn't you just follow that path? Because it still would make you money, and people wouldn't nearly be as upset. It'd, it'd just be status quo. So, I don't, I don't know here, but I think, um, I think this is just a bad look again for 2K. Doesn't surprise me because of who it's coming from, but uh, over, overall, like, and, 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 you know, in, in the chat, Johnny Riot makes a good point, is that bad idea or not, they keep selling, and that's, that's the problem, right, is that 2K right now, as far as NBA 2K, is too big of a franchise to cause the fan base to not buy the game. And so, and the other problem too, though, this came from Johnny Riot. The other problem though, is that this wasn't active when they bought the game. They waited a month to turn it on. So everyone already, you know, not everyone, but but a ton of people already bought the game before they said, oh yeah, here, now you have to do this. So remember, like, so that's actually even a bigger situation that the right person, the right kid is going to come along with, with a parent that's willing to, to, to go down this road. And just like Nintendo's getting sued for, by a kid, 2K is about to get sued by some kid because of this, of this alter, this alteration that's been made. And sure, I'm, I'm sure if you dig into the agreements and stuff, maybe something was hidden in the agreement back, back at launch when you first played the game that, that this was on its way. But if it's not, this is actually a, you know, a lawsuit that, that they could have to pay, have to pay out on. And with as many, as many copies as they sold, not a good look for 2K once again. And Super Lars brings up another good point. At, at 10 years old, uh, a kid can't legally accept the agreement either. So, you know, like, I mean, there's, it's just dumb. It's it, also a 10 year old, like you're spamming something because people don't watch TV anymore and they live on YouTube and they, and they've all paid their $3 every, every other which way to avoid ads. So these, so these companies are trying to figure out how to get their product in front of people's faces. I get that, but like smashing a Oculus Rift quest two or whatever in front of me while I'm trying to load into a basketball game means absolutely nothing to me. I hate it when this stuff happens to the point that when it happens, when I can't skip it, I literally grab my phone and put my head down to basically, <laughs> I know the company can't see it, but this is basically my big middle finger to their ad is that I, I purposely just go, I'm going to look at my notifications, even if I just looked at them 10 seconds ago and completely shut out this ad because you are not getting me to watch this ad. Like that's literally my mindset. When people when they try to do stuff like this, Miggy, you got anything on this topic? No, no, no. Other than um, other than there should be actually ads in any paid for game, especially for paying sixty and the next gen price seventy dollars is completely unacceptable in any games. I mean, there should be no. I shouldn't see a a speck a speck ad um skippable or unskippable product placement is is fine like you said with um death stranding and i even went back and played alan wake and they had like was they had was alan wake had lincoln um and then um i forgot what the next game was was it a uh, quantum break had uh i think it was a toyota or nissan uh, nissan nissan yep. nissan and yep. uh and virgin mobile 
So they were yep. in billboards and stuff in there. So they were advertising without being intrusive. Yep. Um, I can understand. Now, if 2K wants to go free to play, then yeah, go ahead. Throw your ads in there, you know, um, you know, with the option to pay and get rid of the ads. But if we're paying full price, or not not we, because I, I'm not a sports guy, but if people are paying full price for um for sports games, then they should be uh they they shouldn't be, you know, treated as such. Yeah. And with sports games too, you have so many opportunities. Like you could throw real ads on the court like they do in real life. And it wouldn't even bother me because it would make it more authentic to me. Like things like that wouldn't bother me, but it's when you force me to watch something before I can even edit my lineup. Like that's mm-hmm. insanity. I mean, even TV's gotten to the point where they want to run a, a, a state farm ad. They go picture in picture and they let me still focus on the, on the football game while the ads running on the right hand side. Like if I really don't want to look at Aaron Rodgers throwing a ball a hundred thousand feet in the air. And then the dog saying F you for the millionth time in one game, I don't have to, but you're telling me when I play a video game, I do like, it's just ridiculous and needing an agreement or not needing an agreement or anything like this is that we, th- this type of stuff, the right person comes along with a little bit of money in their pocket and 2K has a problem on their hands. So just stop being stupid and just do things better. Like, why do you have to suck so much? Like, as, as a publisher, why do you suck so much? Why? <laughs> Quote of the show. Quote of the show. <laughs> But it's funny that you mentioned that, uh, Grim. Um, you, um, I think that the latest UFC they did that. They put ads um, in their realistic ads. So, like at the bottom of the screen where the clock is, the, um, there's an ad in the middle for the boys too. Mm-hmm. And then when it transitions to the replay, it goes the boys too, and then transition. It's like a, a second or two, yeah. and people were upset about that because they're advertising a full price game. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I. I I don't want to say it was forced, but it didn't break the flow of the game. It was like you're watching a real match, but still, they were advertising. Yeah, I, I yeah, I get it. People need to make money. Like I'm, I'm not. I, I just don't want people making money getting in the way of me enjoying my video game. Exactly. And yeah. as soon as these Oculus Quest commercials turn into like Cialis commercials, <laughs> I'm gonna feel personally attacked. <laughs> and then that's when I'm gonna go to 2K headquarters and fist fight someone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We've been close, 2K. We've been close. <laughs> Super Lars also made uh, made a mention um, that the U.S. government has come down hard on YouTubers targeting ads at children without disclosing that they are going to marketing uh, to harm. Uh, marketing to them might end up happening in this situation as well. Yeah, if you're not disclosing things and you're just trying to push um a product onto people like it's just never going it never works it never works well your this exposure especially like whoever the ad is you also have to they have to look at it and say this doesn't help your product when people are mad about this they also tie your product into it so right now oculus your product looks worse than it did before this to me and i'm someone that currently right now is considering buying a vr headset and your product looks worse in my eyes because I hate I hate that this happened and you were the one that allowed your ad to be to be put there. So you're part of this problem now is how I look at it. So, you know, I, I just for me and, and it may not even be Oculus directly. It could be a marketing agency that just get, that, you know, has a deal with Oculus. Doesn't matter. Perception's perception. I see the product. I see the name. I don't like where it's at. You're instantly a negative ad now. That's how, that's how the world works. 
You get five to ten seconds before someone goes, I like you or I don't like you. Like, that, that's it. There is a brand of yogurt I refuse to buy because their commercials were way too often on Hulu, and I found the wording kind of smug. And now every time I see that yogurt in the store, even if it's on sale, I'm like, hell no, I'm not buying your smug yogurt. It ruined Hulu for a month. Yep, exactly. That's what I mean. It puts a bad taste in your mouth that you remember. You, you, actually, you remember it, and that's the, that's the thing. Um, he goes on we to say, I have product rage, <laughs> right? You do. Uh, go, he, uh, super large goes on to say, I don't want the next Madden, uh, I play to be so realistic that it takes four hours to play a game because I have to watch five commercials, every change of possession. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Johnny Riot also says Facebook doesn't care. Everyone already hates them. You got a good point there, but Facebook, I mean, Facebook does care. But I like the joke for sure. I mean, obviously Facebook is uh, is hated by many, but um, but yeah, I mean, still, it's a bad look for everybody involved. And this is not the thing I'm happy about is that gamers are making a fuss and people are making are making their their voices heard because the last thing I want to see is people just accept it, accept it, accept it, and then it becomes the status quo. And here we are. Every game has ads. You're playing God of War, and as it's loading, you're watching a commercial for, you know, M&M's. I don't know. Like, that that's the last thing I want to see. Boy, fetch <laughs> me my chocolates. <laughs> Not see if it was an ad where, like, where, like Kratos was involved in it. I might be more Boy. interested. But yeah, so anyways, that's uh, that's what's going on here. Let us know what you think in the Discord. Um, join. It's a great community, the GameZilla Media Discord. Uh, if you're watching this live, there's going to be a link popping up for you. If not, head on over to GameZillaMedia.com. Click on that community tab and join today. All right. Topic number two. Things are getting interesting. Um, Sony will let PS5 owners record their voice chats and snitch on fellow players. This feature is uh, has arrived as part of the PS4's 8.0 update and will be available on the PS5 as well. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, PS4 users who downloaded the latest 8.0 update gotten a welcome or got a message stating that Sony had the right to record their voice for moderation purposes. So uh, basically, it popped up as a as a to- like a toast notification would right in the upper corner saying voice chats may be recorded for moderation by joining. You agree to being recorded, and um, ba- I mean basically, Sony's going on to saying that following this update, users are seeing a notification about party safety and that voice chats in parties may be recorded. Voice chat recording for moderation is a feature that will be available on PS5 when it launches and will enable users to record their voice chats on PS5 and submit them for moderation review. The pop-up you're seeing on PS4 right now is to let you know that when you participate in a chat with a PS5 user post-launch, they may submit those recordings from their PS5 console to Sony. Um... So based off of the Sony language, it doesn't seem like Sony's actively listening to your conversations because I think that's what everybody freaked out about at first. They were like, oh my God, they're listening. Everything in your house is listening to you. Your damn cell phone, your Google Home, your Alexa, whatever you have, they're all listening to you guys. 
Like, why do you think you have? Why do you think you have these 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 amazing ads that always pop up in front of your face of about the thing that you just talked about to your dad or to your best friend or whatever? Because guess what? Your shit's listening to you. But as far as privacy concerns, everyone freaked out thinking, "Oh my God!" When I play games now, Sony's listening to me. Not the case. This whole system is set up to try to stop the toxic, toxic chat system that we've lived with for so many years. So instead of worrying about, oh, I'm never going to join a public chat in a video game ever again because I'm tired of people telling me, you know, to slip my wrist and kill myself. Now we could actually have a tool to use against those people that believe that they cannot be harmed and they can say whatever they want when they're hiding behind their keyboard or their controller or whatever. So for me, I honestly don't care about this at all because I mean, as a streamer, everything I say is recorded into a VOD of which anyone can make a clip of it and then send it anywhere. Because I don't care because I'm putting myself out there. Now, for someone like Deadite, who doesn't stream currently, I don't know what his view on it is. So let's hear. Let's hear. What, what are your thoughts on this, uh, this, new, this new thing? I am I'm one of the people that, that falls on in, in your camp. Like, I just accepted that most things I do are being listened to, recorded, published, shared. And, and like, I'm a person who agreed to that before it was the trend of the internet because I went into a career field that was, I was on the radio. Like <laughs> I'm used to being uh, watched or listened to. Like it, it's just part of, it's just been part of my life. So it doesn't change my mentality. And I'm going to be honest. I think people too often in 2020 say things believing there's no consequence that their, their words, that anyone can get away with anything. We live in a society where it's just like pe- people don't ever want to own up to what they say or what they do. And hey, if someone is saying something that is just outright offensive, like, again, I'm not someone who gets offended, but if someone's telling me to kill myself, that's an offensive thing. That is the definitively an offensive thing to say to someone else. If someone, um, and I... I'm sure I could uh, lean it to our, our other friend here in the chat who's experienced it more than I have, but we all know people say awful racist things all the time in voice chats. And that's been something that's okay in the world of gaming for some reason. Gamer word. Um, so, so, you know, I'm sure Miggy has experienced that way more than I have. Um, but if that, if that sort of thing gets cleaned up because it's a tangible and proven way you can report people actually being bad to each other. I don't have a problem with it because guess what? I'm not hopping into voice chats with people and being mean to someone. That's not my personal friend. I'll be mean to you guys all day. You guys have already agreed to be my friend. That's just how it works. <laughs> I'm not hopping in with some, some 12 year old kid telling him I'm going to come over to his house and beat up his family. Cause he's bad at some game. I like, like, I'm not doing that. I only threaten 2k. Those are the people I'm going after. But that, so. And you nailed it. You nailed it here. I think in this, in, in the world we live in, and the problems we've seen um, recently, is that this is a form of bullying, right? And we've talked so much about kids that have been 
just beaten down to the point where mentally they break and they kill themselves over video games or over the fact that they're afraid to go back to school because even when they leave school they like back back in back when I was in school like I was bullied sure but I was able to go home and get away from it because there wasn't this thing called Fortnite. There wasn't this thing called the internet. There wasn't, there weren't these things that were always in my face, never letting me disconnect as, as a human being that is here now. And we're watching kids break and, and, and we've tried to, we've tried to, you know, um, build so many protection levels like in the real world and, and get, get people help that need help when it, when this stuff happens. But when you when you basically sit there and say, "Hey, when you get online and you play the biggest video game in the world that everybody's playing and everybody compares each other to, you know, in this game and that, and it even helps decide your popularity amongst people, we don't care anymore. Whatever happens there, it's not our. No one cares. It's just it's a wild wild west when it comes to that. That's not okay." Because that's that's where people go to escape. We've talked about how many times video games are where we go to escape when we're stressed out, when we're upset, when we just want to relax. And so for me, to have this mode put in place, I think is a is a super smart idea because finally the keyboard warrior, as as we like to call them, um, obviously not if you're if you're a PS5 then you're a controller warrior, or whatever, but the concept of hiding behind a screen and being and feeling like you are invincible is potentially damaged. I don't want to sit there and say it's erased and, and it's going to be perfect, but it is going to cause people to get banned. It is going to cause people to lose money because of it. It is affecting situations that may push someone back that, that doesn't have a filter, that doesn't understand what they're saying is hurtful, and stop them. And if it does that, then this the, the only way to look at this is good. Now, if some can this the problem the the other angle of this that that I would agree can draw concern is how can this tool be manipulated? Okay, from a content creator standpoint, how can someone manipulate the tool to say, well, you know what, I just don't like Grim. I'm gonna get him in trouble with Sony or Twitch or whatever, right? I mean, they already have to worry about that. Is that people can report me anytime they want through Twitch. But now I have to worry about the fact that I could end up getting my brand new system bricked if if someone wants to manipulate the, the situation. So even, so context comes into play as I'm talking, like you said, I like to joke around with my friends and say things that maybe I wouldn't say to a complete stranger. Okay, I still have to keep in mind the fact that if I'm streaming, Someone can still clip that, report it to Sony. Sony doesn't understand that you're my friend of the last 10 years. They don't, they don't care. So, and that's, um, you know, that, I guess I could see that angle being a concern, but no one should be upset that this exists because we've been asking, we've been talking about this for years that something needs to happen to clean up the gaming world because we are a joke when it comes to everybody else. When people are like, oh yeah, gamers, you want to talk about one of the most toxic communities in the world, it's gaming. Like, it's no, like, we're, we're basically branded that we're bad people, that, we, that, that we're assholes, that we say things we shouldn't say. Like, it, it happens all the time, and now that the industry wants to step forward and the company wants to actually try to do something to help, we all want to sit, well, not all, but a lot of people want to sit here and complain about it, and I'm just like, you can't be a hypocrite like this. You can't, you can't cry wolf and, and say change needs to happen, and then when change happens, be upset about it.
So, and I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I think for me, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's very young. I, I want to see the limitations of what they're implementing and, and use, use it to see what, um, you know, what could be the downfalls of it. But overall, I mean, this is a good step. And, and I think I saw Superlar saying in the chat here that he want, he hopes that Microsoft follows suit. I hope everybody does. If you're playing on Steam, there needs to be, you know, you're playing, you're playing anywhere. There needs to be that ability to sit there and capture something. So that way, because the report button has already existed in so many games, right? You can report people left and right for cheating, for, for language, for whatever. And I play League of Legends, one of the most toxic games in the world. Um, it's gotten a lot better. I'll, I'll give Riot, I'll give Riot a lot of credit that over the years they've found ways to make it where you feel like you're you can report somebody when they really go off the deep end. And I've actually had it where I signed back into the game a couple days later, and they go, "Your report has uh has led to a ban," you know, and I go, "Oh, I actually feel like my voice was heard." even though it was me typing and just clicking a couple boxes. Now, if you're telling me that like uh, I could capture, you know, like w I could capture, upload a clip or a voice clip or something like that to actually prove my point and lay down the, lay down like the actual facts. Then we're talking about actually having like a legitimate system at this point versus my word versus somebody else's word, which has led to, as Johnny riot said, um, improper bans because someone just gets upset so they go and they just they go and just drop a bunch of lies down with no proof but the company but a company ends up looking at it and goes ooh that's really bad and and lays you know slaps a ban on somebody that has happened but you know giving these tools to us to properly use is only a good thing and then the only thing we have to worry about at that point is how do people manipulate them and use them in improper ways which which unfortunately will happen but then we learn from that, right? And we try to make it an even better system. So. And we're talking about party chat on a PS5, guys. If you join a party chat, like you're, you're in a group of people that either you know or you don't, but still, like you're joining a party chat, like everybody that joins my party chat knows I'm streaming. So they instantly... Like, you have to agree to the fact that, yeah, you can come into my chat and talk to me, but understand you're being heard by whoever's watching, and you, and it's a turning into a VOD. So anything you say is there, you know? It's the same thing. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal in a good way, but it's not a big deal in a negative way. It's hardly different than anything else that... Anyone who participates in the lives of our this online generation that we all are now, it's not different. It's not different than when you go live on Facebook Live to show a video of kicking a ball around in your yard. Like it's all being recorded. The only difference is this is a, on a, a chance for a gaming company to police its fan, uh, its player base to make sure that people are treating each other with some amount of decency that it's, it's like a, a bare minimum be decent to the other people that are trying to have a good time playing video games with you. Yeah. Also not, not a, not a big ask. 
Also, Dork of the Ninjas brings up a good point. Um, they've been recording us for years. I think we are just now being told. I, I like. I think in, in a way, I agree with you. Basically, the statement here is you are in a party chat that is being controlled by a server that you don't own. It's floating somewhere in some data center doing vo- like what do you think happens every every Zoom meeting, every Teams meeting, every WebEx, whatever, whatever, every Discord chat you use? You're not doing this peer to peer. You're not doing this on your home server that because everybody builds servers and has their home network, right? You're you're utilizing some data center somewhere that guess what is gathering all sorts of data. Hey, you can't go around typing in your browser, right? You know, talking in your phone or whatever, saying things very, very evil or, or about, about certain things that I'm not going to mention because a, I don't want to get flagged, but you can't do these things without somehow someone come knocking on your door, calling your phone being like, Hey, we just uh, need to check in on you because you just threatened somebody, you know, that you can't threaten. Like the world is listening in more ways than ever every day. Get over it or get off the grid and stop worrying about it. Those are your two options. And if you're interested in gaming off the grid, the Legend of Retro podcast is a wonderful experience of classic gaming. Gaming from yesteryear off the grid. No voice chat needed. <laughs> Perfect. All right. If you want to keep talking about this or share your feelings on the um, share your feelings on the topic and 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 how you feel about this update and how you would like to how it's going to help you or what you're afraid of things like that, then join the Discord and let's keep talking about it in the Gamezilla Podcast channel. Our last topic of the show: Microsoft extends Xbox Elite Two controller warranty. After hardware issues emerge, what? No, hardware Microsoft issues never never produce things that just seemingly break for no reason in a short period of time. I didn't go through three of, of these in thirty days. I don't know what you're talking about. Back in the beginning, when there was no problem with this controller, Microsoft is extending the warranty on the Xbox Elite Two controller following complaints over hardware issues. They are quoted to say, "We have received claims that a small percentage of our customers are experiencing mechanical issues when using their Xbox Elite wireless controller Series Two." To ensure the satisfaction, we're extending the warranty coverage period on Elite Series 2 controllers from 90 days to one year from the date of purchase. I'm sorry. Why was it ever 90 days for a $200 controller? I know it's 180 bucks, okay? I get you. 180 bucks. It's a $200 controller. Let's just let's just call it what it is. It's a it literally almost costs half of the next gen system that I'm about to buy and a 90-day warranty. Are you out of your damn mind? So, the warranty extension applies retroactively, meaning anyone who's incurred repair costs for the Xbox Elite 2 controller will be issued a refund by Microsoft by the end of October. Uh, the extended warranty is a welcome change from the from the 90 days, but it comes after a series of complaints from owners of the new Elite controller that have emerged. I'm on my fourth Elite controller. I love the controller. I just want it to I just want it to work and I want it to last. That's it. Those are the two things. At the beginning, I couldn't get a controller that the face buttons would properly work. 
They would not properly work. Everything else on the controller seemed great. Then I finally got one that was a little bit better, and I just I accepted the fact that it wasn't a hundred percent. That's how bad it got. I accepted the fact that I wasn't going to get a perfect controller. That is not acceptable when you're buying a premium product. So then finally I got fed up. I said, well, you know what? It's been like eight months since I got this controller. Now I could get another one and it'll be a different batch. Cause I, I started to think I was just pulling from the same batch and just getting unlucky. Cause I also had friends that were like, yeah, I'm not having problems. Of course they ended up having problems, but still, um, so I got my fourth controller just a few weeks ago, and it does. It seems to be actually exactly the way I wanted it. Now the question becomes, how long does it last before I start to feel like it's not? And I don't necessarily use this controller every day, but for me, I stream a lot. And when I do use play a game that requires a controller, it is my go-to controller, be it on Xbox or PC. And I just think for me, this is... It's this, this needed to be day one. Like when you buy a Razer product, okay, this Razer is a company that I wasn't a huge fan of, um, a while back, but I'm slowly realizing the value in this company. Their products are hit and miss to me sometimes, but when I grab a keyboard and it has a two, three year warranty on it, that makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to invest money into it, if something goes wrong, I'm not screwed. When I buy a graphics card that sits inside of a giant heat box, a giant box that just produces heat to kill electronics slowly but surely, and they give you a five-year warranty on it, and then two years down the road it does die, and you just build an RMA and you send it off and they fix it, I feel better about that. When I have a controller for three months and it starts having problems and I'm, and I'm out, I'm just out a couple hundred dollars, I'm not going to buy another one of your controllers is what's going to happen. And I'm at, I was at that point when I bought this controller, I said, this is it. I'm going to run this controller until it starts to give me problems. And I was already looking at, well, what does Scuff have? What is, and I don't like Scuff, but I was like, what is Scuff's options? What are Razor's options? What other options do I have out there that you know I can um, I can utilize? And then of course, one thing I don't I don't normally get into buy the extended warranty on this damn controller through whoever you bought it to. Bought it through your Best Buy or your GameStop or whatever, and they want to actually offer you a two, three-year warranty on this controller. I This is actually a product that I would tell you, you know what? I've had four of them fail. I've had three out of my four fail on me. Yeah. If you really want to use this product, it's probably not a bad idea to throw that $30, $40, whatever, a warranty on it so that when it does fail, you can just hand it back to that company and say, is your problem now? Give me another one. I don't know what else to do, but anyways, we've extended it to a year. 90 days was ridiculous. That I, you've, you've seen this controller, you've been able to, you know, you don't own one, I know, but you've obviously utilized mine in the past. Um, thoughts on this, on this revolutionary decision from Microsoft? So, so I, the first, the first thing I have to just preface this with is it's, it's, probably the nicest video game controller I've ever used. 
Like it really is a nice product. The feel, the quality of the the exterior, the buttons, everything feels really nice. The custom customization of it is awesome. Like it really is the ultimate um, experience for someone who is playing on a PC or an Xbox that wants just everything you could want in a controller that, that I could come up with in my mind. You know, I can't dream up things that don't exist. Um, uh, but when you pay, I like, I like rounding up to $200 because that's how I would look at it. When you're paying $200, the same price that you can buy an Xbox One S for currently, for just the controller, just the input device to play the games, you expect it, one, to last a long time. Like, you should never, you should be able to pick the thing up in 20 years, and it should work as long as you can power it on, you know? And and so that you that people are experiencing quality issues internally in the controller, something that is a premium product is inexcusable in my opinion. And I, I mean, again, you've handled it real well. I would be like having rage diarrhea if I spent $200 on a <laughs> controller and it wasn't 100% perfect every single time I pressed a button or moved a joystick because... Let's be honest, I think the build quality of the the $60 controller that Xbox puts out is is fine. And if there if one of those fails, there there's a I guess a certain amount of, well, this is the stock controller, you expect it to last the life of the system, but if one does go out, maybe one out of the four you own or whatever would go out and you replace it. Like that's that's expected. But out of a $200 controller, there should never be a point of failure. And on top of that, there should never be a bat of the eye by Microsoft to not bend over backwards to take care of the fans that pay $200 for a first party controller. So just extending the warranty is like the bare minimum. Yeah. Especially considering that if you have a customer that's going to spend that type of money on a, on that type of product, you should expect that the next time they need one of those products or the next time a new version of it comes out, they're going to be that person that buys it again. Like because because they want that experience, so like you need to take care of them. They they are they should be looked at as a premium level customer because they're buying your premium level product. They're spending the extra. They don't they don't they don't want the sixty dollar controller. They want the hundred eighty dollar controller. I mean, good God, I could buy three controllers for the for that. So, for me, the problem with that controller is, it has. The way it feels is that every time I put another controller in my hand, I don't like it now. That's that's the negative. It, it's a good thing because how good the controller does feel. It's a bad thing when it's like, well, I'm just going to play Rocket League on a regular controller and it actually affects. And I'm sure I could get over it if I just kept going, kept trying. But like initially when I grab a standard Xbox controller or even like my Switch Pro controller or even my Razer Kishi um, phone adapter controller for Game Pass, I instantly feel sad because it doesn't feel like the Elite controller. And so that's the that's the thing that has happened to me where I'm like, I want that feel. And in order to get that feel, I need this product. But this product keeps failing me. And there's not another product on the market that will give me that that feel. So like you're left kind of like for people that really, really are tied to this controller or tied to a premium product for whatever it is, feeling like feeling a little bit like, well, what do I do? You know, and so 
I don't know. For me, I'm happy they extended it. I'm happy, you know, I have two I have two of these now. I have my new one, and then I have my one that, like, is giving me, like, it's usable, but, like, it's giving me problems. There's times where you hit the A button, and it doesn't react. Or there's time where you hit the A button, and it does react, but it reacts twice. In a game like Rocket League, guess what? That's not good, because <laughs> the A button is your jump button, for God's sake. So I had, like, adapted to the point where I was using just paddles on the bottom, because I didn't have that problem from the paddles. But, the, but with Rocket League... I don't really like to use paddles. I like using the face buttons. Well, I can't with that controller, and that's what led me to just buy a new one, and I'm happy with my new one. It seems to be, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed, it seems to be a good controller. But what do I do with this other one? Like, I was just about to sell it on eBay and say, well, it has some intermittent issues, but for all, you know, for all intents and purposes, it seems okay, and sell it and just take, take whatever loss I was going to take on it. But now I can send it off to Microsoft and have them look at it, which then now I have now I'm like in this boat now where I'm like, all right, well, do I let that one get repaired and just sell it? Do I repair that one and and send the new one back because that's $180 I don't need to spend? You know, like now now I'm I'm in a new boat where I'm like, well, I gotta figure out what I want to do now. So um but yeah, so either way, this is a good thing. I think this controller honestly deserves an even bigger, uh, bigger um, warranty. I think I think they should warranty them for probably two years. I think it should be a two-year warranty on something that's so expensive. Um, I understand controllers are wear and tear, and I think you, you know, I think, but I think when people are having face button input issues and drift and drift joystick drift when when these sticks are supposed to be like you're building an elite controller and you're charging two hundred dollars for it with stainless steel rings and, and joysticks and stuff like why are, why are they failing what what did you not test when you developed this with this product and that's not my fault at that point you know and if it's because this you know these stainless steel um pieces are too are too heavy and causing strain on the joystick then well that's that's a manufacturing issue that's a poor decision on your part that led to failure that's not my fault because i used the controller now, when a controller shows up and it's cracked and, and looks like someone spiked it into the ground, yeah, sure, at that point, it's not your fault. But I baby this thing. I treat this controller better than, I, than a lot of my equipment because, A, I believe it's fragile, and B, I want it to work. So when it does fail, I need you guys to take care of me because as long as you do, I will support you. Hands down. And that's coming from a, cons a consumer that has had four Elite Series 2 controllers. The controller's now officially been out for a year. Not even. We're, we're like right on the verge of a year. And I've had four of them. And I still support your product. I don't know who It's because you don't have a good alternative. That's the problem. So if you were buying a car and you wanted to buy a Cadillac, right? and you bought a couple of them and you were having serious failures with them, you turn around, buy a Lincoln, you turn around, buy a Lexus, you turn around, buy a BMW. You have plenty of other options that will give you what you want in luxury. But in the world of a gaming controller for your Xbox one or your, or your PC, there really isn't anything that's quite comparable to, yeah. to the elite. And I've tried, right? We've tried, Cinch Gaming, I've tried Scuff, I've tried Astro, like, I, 
like to have experience on most of like the main le- like the the popular controllers like the next one i do still want to try is razor's wolverine uh edition um controller but because that's really the last one i mean i've tried everything else and some of them i like and some of them i don't and um but none of them have felt as good as the elite so oh we've even bought the the metal joysticks and tried to create our own you know and, and adapt our own controller to to have these and yes it works but it just doesn't feel as good so anyways if you had a uh, elite series two or if you've been one of those people back in the day with elite uh, elite series one controllers that also had issues um jump in the discord talk about them let me know because i've been like i said four elite series two controllers now um, I still love the controller. It's still my favorite controller ever. Like as far as comfort, as far as, as just the feel of when it comes to playing a video game with a controller, I, I love this controller. But um, you know, the the Discord needs to or, or the uh, the company needs to man up and support the product. And when you have a 90 day warranty, it basically screams to me. And I saw uh, Elmo in the chat too. I saw saw on the Twitch chat. Um, say it screams that you don't believe in your product and you believe these things are going to have problems and you can't give a very big window because otherwise you're going to be repairing a bunch of these that and that's just again when we talk about perception that that's the perception when so many other products in the gaming world when you buy a premium level product you can usually look at it and say oh wow this has got a pretty impressive warranty like, I just bought a $500 gaming router. It has a 10-year warranty on it. Hmm. You know, like, that's insane. They're backing that product. They say, you are good. this is going to be your product, and you're going to have it long-term, and we guarantee it. Cool, I'm down. Here's my money. But 90 days, that's just ridiculous. So, anyways, it's 12 months now, guys. You got a year. If you, uh, if you bought one of these even from launch and you're having a problem, uh, make sure to contact Microsoft and get it in there for repair because uh, retroactively setting this up, some people that bought this at launch might be about to fall outside their one year at this point. And if you were like me and just accept, accepting the fact this thing wasn't 100%, but it was 80%, um, you know, get it in there. Let them, let them uh, take care of it for you. All right, that's our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Please visit GameZillaMedia.com where you can read the blogs, you can watch the videos, you can hang out with us through the Discord, you can find everything that's going on at GameZilla Media right from the website. We're going to do a quick uh, gaming moment of the week. I'll start up there with Deadite. Uh, Gaming moment of the week, what do you got for me, bud? I continue. Month in... And month out over the last 24 months to prove that I'm a new man. More specifically, probably over the last 14 months, I am a new man. I'm a man that starts a video game and then eventually finishes a video game, which is very new uh, from who I've been for a long time. This week, Last of Us 2. It's in the books. I finished it. Congratulations. Yeah, really, really enjoyed the game. Um, You know, I'm not out here trying to spoil anything for anyone, but some of the scenes um, visually and the way they presented the story were some of the very finest I've ever experienced in a video game. 
Um, the gameplay is a big step up from what the gameplay was in the original Last of Us because it's like seven years newer, so you'd expect that. Um, and you know, I I enjoy I enjoyed playing this game more than I did the first Last of Us. You know, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell you which game is is better for you know whatever reason. There's aspects of both games that I think you could you could make the argument for, but um, it just feels good to have have this one wrapped up and accomplished. And I enjoyed the the time I had with it. Took me about twenty five hours. Cool. I bet. Congrats again, um, Miggy. What do you got for us? Gaming moment of the week. Gaming moment of the week has to be. Uh, well, as I said last year, I've been doing Spooktober over on uh, over on my uh, Twitch channel, and uh, this weekend, I decided to dive into a uh, 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 Doki Doki Literature Club. And um, yeah, yeah. If you come into the stream, it's you're like, what is this super weeby game that you're playing? Um, it's a visual novel, and it gets dark pretty quick. Well, I won't say quick because the, the you play through it like a couple, like a couple scenarios. The first time you play, I want to say I invested about uh, five, five or six hours into the story, and then the way that that scenario ends makes you want to keep going through so the second scenario you play through it it's shorter and then the third scenario you play through it it's even shorter but um yeah i i it, it blow it blew me away i picked up a bunch of new followers met some cool people that came through gave me some tips uh told me some stuff to check out while i was playing the game um had a lot of had a lot of fun playing it i was uh i was i was scarred and broken um through the rest of the weekend after playing it um, but yeah, I highly recommend playing for individual novels, even if you're in anime, I say, I say, check it out and, um, enjoy the ride. I don't want to get into anything. I don't want to spoil anything for you. I went for you, but, uh, definitely check it out. And, um, yeah. What's the, what's Thanks. the game name one more time? It's called Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, it's a free to play title on steam. Cool. Um, and yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. Very cool um gaming moment of the week for myself is i beat hades so i think i talked about hades last week and how much fun i was having with it and how close i got and i uh sat back down and i i think when we taught last talked i had like nine or ten attempts so on mm. my 13th attempt so my second time sitting down on my 13th attempt it all came together and i ended up with the most cheese drop <laughs> ever and so for like normally i hate that type of stuff but in a game like this where it's random drop when when you're given a gift i don't feel bad about it and i just i just ended up falling into this like super overpowered build of healing when i hit and 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 having extra generation of um of my super move my god call uh when i take damage and my god call giving me invincibility so when i pop it i can then just hit and heal and not take damage so it allowed me to keep my health bar in a game where it's so hard to gain health as you start to lose it i could just replenish my health bar over and over and over again and um i could cheese the bosses with it too so I was able to just go into the bosses, and yes, I still had to play smart to an extent, but if I wanted to go in and literally stand next to the boss and try to cause damage for a certain amount of time, I could. And so I worked my way on the 13th run all the way through to Hades, beat Hades, and uh, and and beat the game. I don't want to give any spoilers to Hades for anybody that's playing it. We're going to leave all that out. I will say the game is a ton of fun. 
I'm not a roguelike fan. Like, I don't play a lot of roguelike, but I love this game. This is one of those games like Dead Cells um, and, and Binding of Isaac. I find this game to be very enjoyable, and I'm still not done with it. I want to keep running because the cool thing about this game is how it, it kind of keeps expanding and adding stuff to it. So this isn't really a... There's no story spoiler to this, but it, it is a mechanic spoiler. So if you want to skip for a minute, you can starting right now but the game opens up and so what starts to happen is all of a sudden now you can start to evolve your weapons the weapon like so everything like you're you're kind of building things out and you're gaining little advantages here and there that when you start the game you start with a little bit more gold or you start with a little bit more health and like it just helps you it gives you a little bit more sustainability right at the beginning but then like the sword that you like you know, there's one sword, there's one spear, there's one bow, right? Each one of those all of a sudden start to have their own leveling arc, like system, that you can start feeding into, and they actually change. The sword changes its looks, it gains additional abilities, and it allows you to, like, it gets you even more excited about, like, oh, well, I've played 10 rounds with the spear, I don't really care about the spear anymore. Well, now I do, because it actually acts different now. So, that's really cool, on top of what they call... Fury? I, I think, is it called Fury? Anyways, now when I go to the entrance to start my round, the scroll opens up, and I can change the the world, basically. I can say that I want more creatures to spawn in, or I want less health, or I want them to be stronger, or I want whatever. All these different scenarios, and I add, basically, fire. I add, I add Fury to this bar, and as you add, as you level that up, it makes the game harder, but your but your rewards go are higher, and so that's how you can gain more con more stuff to then continue to upgrade your weapons and other things. So it's just replayability continues to grow even as I've gone you know thirteen fourteen rounds. I'm still experiencing brand new things I haven't seen in the game before, and that's what's cool. And we talked about it in the pat we talked about it last week, where like the bosses will rotate, and I don't mean like rotate where like out of order. I mean like I go into the first boss and I think it's going to be this certain woman and it turns out to be a different version of her with different abilities. And so like you, even, even the run through, you can be like, Oh, I'm coming up to this room. I know what it's going to be. You don't, it could be one of three, one of four different things. So you're, so there's still chance there in the sense of like, I've built out a certain way. Is it going to work in my advantage to whatever I end up pulling? The game's wild, man. I've super giant games. They're they're legit on a whole nother level when you think about it. They haven't missed. They have not. They they have now Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, and now Hades. Four games in a row, spanning across how many years, and they have not missed. Sure, their formula has been parts of it have been repeated and used in all these games, but they've all been unique and different in ways enough where it's like they just get it. They just make good games. So. Um, if you haven't tried Hades out, I highly recommend it. You can play on Steam, or you can pick it up on the Switch right now, and um, it's a lot of fun. I've picked it up on both at this point, because I actually want to keep playing this game. Uh, even if I'm not able to be on my computer, I can play on the Switch that way. All right, those are our gaming moments of the week. We always like to hear what you guys are up to, so please hop in the Discord and share your gaming moments and your achievements with us, and uh, let's hang out and game together, so... Go to gameslowmedia.com, the community tab, and click on that Discord button. Did I want to 
Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, never mind. I don't even have to remind you. Go for it. <laughs> no. As a reminder, uh, we need your help. Become a patron today, patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Your patronage allows us to continue to produce our show each and every week here, even during the pandemic. We're still going strong. We're still talking about games. We're still getting you the news. We're still having a good time with you. So we appreciate uh, even just $1 per month, patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Please consider giving us your patronage and have to give out the big reminder, the exciting reminder that we're not the only podcast available for you at gamesillamedia.com. There's a lot of great shows, and I have to give a special plug to The Last Action Podcast, our podcast all about action movies, because I am not only a guest on Fridays all month long talking about horror movies with the Sphinx, but this week released, uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast, yesterday on Monday, I, I, uh, I pestered the host of The Last Action Podcast for a strong year to be like, Listen, guys, you got to have me on and we're doing Dark Man. You got to have me on and we're doing Dark Man. And we did it. We recorded like an hour. We talked about Dark Man for like an hour and a half. It's just a bunch of excitement around Dark Man. And spoiler, one guy that thought it was terrible. <laughs> so uh, please listen to that podcast. You will have a fun time if you uh, have ever seen the film Dark Man. But last action podcast action movies but like i said earlier in the show we have uh legend of retro our retro gaming podcast noobs and dragons our dungeons and dragons podcast and noiseland arcade all about the simpsons available everywhere you listen to the gamezilla podcast absolutely all right guys this has been episode 332 of the gamezilla podcast remember to hit that subscribe button that like button and uh, give us five stars, leave us a review. How, wherever it is you listen or watch us, please uh, help us out and keep expanding the GameZilla, the GameZilla Media Network here as we continue to grow this out. So we appreciate all the love and support. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here and remind you that we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Game on. Game on.